Hey, and welcome to I Want to Be Your Canary. This is a Final Fantasy podcast. Tonight, as always, I am graced with my dear Final Fantasy brethren, Mr. Dyston. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? And Mr. Scooter. Hey, everybody. Hey, tonight we are on our second part of Final Fantasy X. Last week we talked about the mechanics of the game uh, and some of the intricacies of the game. And today we are going to talk more about the story. So I should probably start this off with spoilers alert. Spoilers alert. Big time spoilers alert, right? I, I Absolutely. Mean, yeah, and and for yourself too, Colin, get the earmuffs going because uh, I know some of this might be news. <laughs> and, and that's uh, that's okay. You know, I was I a, as I was talking about spoilers, and I thought, well, this game's been out since what two thousand one, two thousand two, and for a whole lot of people, it's probably not spoilers. Right. But there are people. That it is spoilers for one is my cousin who I've got hooked on Final Fantasy now. But kind of imagine, like sometimes I think about this. I'm I'm jealous of some of the people out there who've never played Final Fantasy before and get to experience it all. If you know, as a brand new thing. For the first run, yeah. Well, especially yeah. with all the run. remasters and everything they're doing lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and I have I have another friend right now that's playing the remaster of seven. It's her first time playing a Final Fantasy. Oh geez. And I'm just like, I'm just like, play the OG, play the OG, play the OG. <laughs> like part part context, of the remaster. Context. Yeah, part of the remaster, I feel like, is in enjoying like comparing it to the first one, right? Absolutely. Well, but, uh, I guess we'll find out what her opinion is at the end. That is true. That is true. We'll see. Um, cool. Well, hey, I'm really excited uh, talking about 10-2 today. Hey, I'm just going to start off with this because I think I forgot or I have a tendency to forget. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Canary Podcast. That's at C-A-N-A-R-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Canary Podcast. You passed sixth um, grade. Nice job. Thank you, thank you. Spelling. Actually, teach six, actually teach sixth grade. So no. oh. uh, it's good that I've usurped the uh, <laughs> the student has now become the teacher. Right on. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, if you want to uh, interact with us, uh, that's always cool to do. We always like to hear from people and have a good time and yeah, chit chat and I think all that good stuff, right? Yeah, we should be out on uh, the other platforms too. Uh, uh, Spotify, Apple Casts, Google Casts, uh, all the casts. So if, mm -hmm. if you look, you'll find it. If there's a cast, we're mm -hmm. on it. There you go. <laughs> Let us know what you think. All right. Now that we've got that self-promotion out the way. Yuck. Um, guys, I just want to, I'm just going to start off with this. We've talked about the mechanics of the game. We've talked about a lot of those things. But Dice, I'm going to start off with you. Final Fantasy X as a story, would you rate it in your top three, bottom three, or somewhere in the middle? I would say top three, absolutely. I, 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 in fact, I would say the story is what places Final Fantasy X in the top three, more so than a lot of the things like the, the combat or, or just some of those other factors, the music, characters. The story, I think, is one of the big things that carries the game. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that you make a lot of good points there. Uh, let's see here. Mr. Stan, Mr. Scooter, what do you think, buddy? No, I, uh, as far as ranking it in Final Fantasy storylines. Yep. <clears throat> it's definitely up there. Um, it's, I would say maybe top five. Uh, it is, it's a good story. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of remembering it real quick in my head. It's it's basically you know um, the whole idea that someone's life is gonna come to the end, uh, in it you know by the end of this journey and following that and helping them along that way. It's 
it's it's a hard story to to want to get to the end to i guess but uh because of that it's very good yeah and i I think i agree with you guys on some of the points that you've said uh you know number i think number eight was really the first one that delved into using time uh in the construct of time as a medium for the story but this one certainly does too so it definitely has it's definitely taken some storyline from other final fantasies and it has some final fantasy tropes that go along with it right but it also is very unique in itself uh and i'm really excited to talk about this one so um i guess without further ado um i i for me it's a, i think it's a it's a top fiver so the the thing that i that i do want to start off with is at the very beginning, when you start the game off, you are immediately brought into a scene, this like dystopian uh, scene where you see all the characters right away and uh, y- you are kind of dropped into this little campfire scenario where Titus says, listen to my story. So... I thought that that was a really interesting way to start off a game because you're like, wait a second, is this the end? And what is what I'm seeing right now the end? Because I hate that. It's like, okay, I know who's going to yeah. live and I know how this is going to play out. Right. But th- that's not necessarily the case that you see that. But I really liked how they opened up the game like that. Yeah. Uh, the... The musical score, of course, I'm going to mention that. The piano theme that goes along with it during that scene is one of the most memorable ones, you know, that uh, that I can think of for sure. And a lot like you're saying is an introduction to a game. It leaves you with a lot of questions. Um, but, but yeah, you're also hoping that that isn't, you know, like the final scene of the game that you just happened to see at the, right at the start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dice, what do you think? I, I mean, I, I don't know if I have any other thoughts that haven't been expressed already. Great scene. Yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> eh, simple. I like it. Um, so, Dice, uh, you're fam- I mean, we're all familiar with this, but do you want to kind of start us off with where, where do we start this, this journey really at? And we're talking specifically with, with Titus or where, where, where are we going? Or are we going b- before or after the time jump? We're going right out the gate, like right after uh, I want to tell you my story, where you dropped into this game at. I mean, you're, you're, you're dropped in. I mean, if I recall correctly, I mean, you're actually like playing a game of Blitzball, correct? I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're like straight yeah. straight into like a Blitzball scene. I mean, it's this like super almost like a sci-fi type scenario. It's just lights are like shining all over the place. It's, it's, it's very like disorientating in a way. You're like what? Yeah. What is going on here? You're you're watching this mm-hmm. new new sport take place before your eyes, which actually ends up becoming like an integral part of the story. But as the the game plays out, you you quickly uh, find out that this is not where the game will be taking place, and you are quickly shifted to another dimension, essentially. Which yeah, was that disappointing for you, either of you? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, don't. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's tough to say. I mean, you you kind of do wish you you would have eventually been able to get back to that timeline, but I don't know. Yeah, Yevin's fun as well. Sure, <laughs> Sh- Shinra, Shinra. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. What? Or uh, what? What is the? No, it's uh, uh it's uh. Gosh, I'm gonna think Spira, about it. Spira, that's uh, it Spira, Spira, Spira. That's there what it is. is. Spira, Spira. Light okay. Spira. Oh, we got there. We you got know. there. <laughs> you got yeah. It took a little bit, but we got there. Bunch of S's. just like it took Titus a little bit. Now, I go. think that you, as the main character, you are you are immediately taken out of. Uh, you're you're immediately taken out of Titus's world and thrown somewhere else. But you're not sure right away, right? Like you start off and you realize that, okay, I am going to be playing as some big time um, blitzball player. And this is going to be, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's a very fish out of water experience. I, has, 
Yeah, it is. It is. It's very kind of, you know, he's a he's a really cocky cocky uh, character. You kind of see that he's pretty famous from the get go, um, and you're kind of like, okay, well, this is this is reminiscent reminiscent of maybe another Zidane. Kind of has some cloud characteristics as far as kind of that cockiness. Um, so right away, you're kind of like, okay, here's Final Fantasy trope of what main characters have looked like for the last, you know, couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but immediately you realize, okay, this guy is the real deal at what he does. He's not some, he's not some joker. You know, he's playing blitz ball. He's got that great opening scene. Super cool. Um, and not, I mean, we have to mention this, like this was again, one of the first PS, this was the first PS2 Final Fantasy so graphics like this were just like, holy moly, this is awesome. The best and we'd ever seen, yeah. The best we'd ever seen. And they really knocked it out of the water mm-hmm. uh, in that opening scene. And immediately you're like, or at least for me, I'm thinking, man, I get to hope I, I hope I get to play this game uh, that they're playing because as somebody who enjoys sports, that was something that I thought was cool. But immediately you are, you know, playing and, and then this huge, you know, uh, just phenomena happens and you're like what in the world is going on like the sea right. is coming up and there's this gravitational pull and it's like well this is bad right and you get a little bit of foreshadowing in the story at that point of like mentions of titus's father being the best blitzball player that had ever lived so he has mm-hmm. to live up to that and his father had, was dead at this point in the story or so you were told um yeah, it it kind of sets you up. You're definitely in in the very beginning. It's like you're. It's clear that Titus's character is living in the shadow of his father, and mm-hmm. he hates it. Yeah, very much. So and an interesting and dynamic of, right out the gate. Yeah, a lot of spite but, but for it's, him. But you it's can not tell like too. he's a schmuck, though. I mean, because he is like like the guy for his time, correct? Like he's he's still yeah. like a renowned blitzball star player, of but, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's still a star. But I, I agree that he's not like he's not the character that his dad is. Right. Correct. And I think that's what you know. That's it, kind of driving part of the story is that that. Uh, uh desire to become better than i guess your father Mm -hmm. uh you know it it continues throughout the whole the uh the whole story and you know not to jump too far ahead but you're seeing a lot of the beginning interactions between ject and titus from titus's viewpoint and how titus remembers it because as you move along through the story ject kind of seems maybe a little softer than maybe Titus portrays him or remembers him. Right. Yeah. But very, very true. There's, there's no doubt dice that, yeah, he is a, um, he, he's good at what he does. Jack was great at what he did. And, uh, maybe some of that in, you know, maybe, maybe Titus has internalized some of that. I have to be better. I have to be better than him. Maybe it's just that competitive spirit. I don't know, but, that is a that is something that's put in the forefront of players right away, mm-hmm. and that you know um, that does seem to be like like a common reoccurring theme with the main protagonists in Final Fantasy games. Like this drive, this drive to be like the best. You, you see, you see it a lot mm-hmm. with a lot a lot of the main protagonist characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in seven. It's comparing yourself to Sephiroth, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. being the Abs- best soldier. Yep, absolutely. In eight, you know, in eight, you're trying to be the best in the garden. In nine, you know, you want to be the best thief. Um, uh, in yeah, in ten, you want to be better than you know your father, uh, or he, or he feels compelled to right. know, be better than his father. Now, kind of in that first scene before you get overtaken by what you come to know as sin, um, which is an interesting concept of a character in itself. You know, you're introduced passively to this character who's just like not phased at all by what's happening as all of this is going down. And that's Aaron. And seems out of place to begin with, even in the clothing style. Uh, Everyone else Mm -hmm. seems to be wearing rather, 
you know, acceptable, quote unquote, futuristic clothing. Um, mm -hmm. And Arn is is wearing this like you know, monk's robe almost. And, you know, um, and, and, and it's it's interesting that like because I agree it is futuristic. But when you do like perform the time jump, you go a thousand years later, right? That and now that's what is a, it's a really good point and, is and, you yeah, do so you go a thousand years into the future. Mm -hmm. And it yeah, it's, it's uh, almost no, like mean, yeah. it's almost like civilization has regressed a little bit. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It is strange because the first time when so I, I think we're kind of getting to that point in the stories, you know, Warren, there or the Blitzball tournament is uh, mayhem's happening. You know, sin is coming, destroying the town. Uh, Orin kind of is like you're saying, Colin, not phased at all by anything going on <laughs> as the world gets destroyed mm -hmm. around him. Uh, grabs you by your collar and says, "Okay, kid," you know, and then uh, you know we're going into uh, this void basically that you have no idea what it is, and turns out to be your dad. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the jump to the future and having it not feel like the future was a very throwing kind of experience, though, like you're saying. Um, yeah. I think, what was it? Riku was the first one to tell you that, you know, you are in the future. Well, it's, it, yeah, kind of like speaking like a foreign language almost, wasn't wasn't she? She was speaking all, all right. bad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's speaking all bad, and I don't think that was clearly something that, Titus had ever heard before yeah. because he didn't recognize it at all. And you would think being a the star of the Xander Knaves, you'd probably travel, you know, hither and yon mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, different areas to play against these different teams. And, you know, he's not familiar with this Albed language. So right, right away, something is amiss. Something's weird about where he is at. And I, he, he does his, uh, thing with Riku and then gets thrown off by a monster or whatever. And then he ends up, uh, in, uh, on Besaid, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And he ends up with, uh, with Waka, right? Right. And, uh, just kind of washes up on the shore there and, you know, they find him and, uh, take him in and you get introduced to Waka, Lulu, and then eventually the main character in the story, I guess, in a lot of people's eyes is Yuna. Um, mm -hmm. the summoner. Mm -hmm. But even before that, when Titus comes out of the water, he recognizes them throwing around a blitz ball, right? That's so true. Yeah. He, and, and tight. And he's like, Oh wow, this is blitz ball. Like I recognize this. And Waka says, Oh, you know, blitz ball. He goes, yeah, I'm the star player of the Xander Knaves. And, uh, Waka's like, uh, okay. Right. Good joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. <laughs> Yeah. They're a thousand years old. So, um, and, and that is the point right there where you go, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. Because you're thinking, well, can he still get back? Right. Uh, what, what timeline is this game going to focus on? If he was so easily shot forward a thousand years, can he come back a thousand years? So there's a lot... There's a lot to, to take in in the first couple hours of gameplay as far as the story goes, which let's contrast this to our public enemy number one, and that's Final Fantasy 13, where in uh -huh. Final Fantasy 13, you are just peppered with information like, like a shotgun blast of know. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of and new it's names. Like, and, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so overwhelming that you're just like, ugh, I don't want any of it. But for this, I mean, this is this is this is the the gr showing the the way to do it right versus kind of the way maybe not to do it. Um, but what do you what do you guys think about that? Do you draw any comparisons to that when you see that? Uh, as far as the entered or opening of the game, sure, um, I would agree a lot in in the sense that I didn't feel too out of place when I first started ten, just the right amount. You know, you're kind of wondering what's going on. You know uh, who your character is. Uh, there are some weird names going around, but it's I don't know. Thirteen. The opening was just more like explosions and Michael Bay stuff to me than anything. Um, <laughs> So lack the subtleties yeah. of Final Fantasy X. Yeah. 
Um, Dice, what about you? Or I'm sorry, scoot, keep going. No, 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 that that was it. I, this this is a little off topic, topic, but from now on, every time I hear Waka, I just chuckle to myself and, and think think of Waka <laughs> as being Scoot's favorite character. <laughs> I, uh, and, I had, and I'll I had, I had Justine listen to that part. Waka. <laughs> <laughs> got a good chuckle why? out of it why <laughs> um so that, that was just that was just a comparison that i drew you know between the two and thinking about it mm-hmm. um but it is on Pasade, kind of like you talked about scoot where things start kicking up and it's very quick that it's like okay well you can either go along with this or well, you really don't have another option. You're a thousand years out of your time. Um, so, and, and he's trying to figure out how to get back and he realizes, okay, this is the only really way that I can go about this is I just need to, to go along um, in this story. So he kind of joins up and says, well, I'll be this kind of de facto guardian. Yeah, I mean, he really doesn't have much of a choice. You know, he's a thousand years out of his place. So um, it, it kind of makes sense. It, it's kind of one of those things that you just, he, it seems like he just fell into. And, mm-hmm. um, but fate was somehow pulling the strings there, you know, because uh, even him showing up on that shore to begin with to meet Waka on Besaid, mm-hmm. you know, was that random chance? Mm. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's uh, an interesting concept. Um, but from there, then we start then we start rolling kind of into the story. And in Final Fantasy X, uh, you are kind of going from place to place with Yuna and the crew as she is essentially acquiring these skills to hopefully defeat Sin in the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Dice, you want to kind of talk about that journey at all? Well, I mean, basically, the whole kind of Yuna theme basically goes around this uh, this Yevin religion, right? And and their belief is like that every... uh, Is is there like an actual timeline to it? I I can't remember if there's a timeline how often sin comes. Is it every like so many years? I, I can't recall that for sure. I... Huh, I, I can't remember if it's that or if it is like there's a presence of Machina that is too high and Sin has to come and clean house every now yeah, and again. Regardless, every every so many years, Sin Sin returns and there has to be like a sacrificial lamb who gives up their life in order to relinquish Sin for another X amount of years. And, and this has just mm-hmm. been a cycle that's been going on and on and repeating and repeating for you don't really know how long. But it's it's definitely mm-hmm. you, you get a sense from from Spira that this is this has been happening for a long time. The citizens are kind of tired of it. It's it's kind of like a downtrodden civilization. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're kind of, they're they're ready to be done with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and they know that this is cyclical. Yeah, and, and when sin, so and when, kind yeah of... when sin comes, I mean he he like ravages these these cities. It's it's not. He's not killing a few people. I mean, he, he's like demolishing. He's leveling towns. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Scoot? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of what other things to add at the beginning of the story there. Uh, you all kind of agree to become the Guardians, like you said, Colin, earlier, and start on the path of collecting the Aeons. Yeah. The, I mean, um, the the other big thing that we, we have to mention at this point is the growing like relationship between Yuna and Titus, which is, is one of the main right. things that carries the game. Right. Yeah, it's a good love story. I mean, you know, it's uh, awkward at first, as most are. Yeah. And towards the end, though, it it's a good story. And, and, and we, we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast. And I know... Colin, you you were saying you you wanted like more strong, like powerful female characters, and yeah. and and for me, Yuna's character was okay because it was important for her character development. She started off as like kind of like that 
unconfident character. She she wasn't she wasn't very expressive, but as the game progresses, she starts to become a little little bit more confident and powerful. You know, yeah, I, I was kind I agree. Of, and, and after after we talked about this last this last podcast, I I just I was I was kind of like reflecting on on all the relation like the the popular relationships of the final fantasy games you you definitely see like this yin and yang characteristics to like the the lead male and female like for for titus he's kind of the cocky arrogant guy and then yuna is Mm -hmm. a little little bit more unconfident not unsure of herself but you you kind Mm -hmm. of see as the game progresses that both of those characters start to become more towards like a midline like a a better version of themselves kind of kind of adopting some of the characteristics from their their counterpart yeah, I agree with that. And I think that that's reflected in the way that uh, Titus tells the story because it's clear when he is telling the story um, and reflecting on it, he is very more subdued and he's a very different version of himself um, than when the story is actually happening and when you're playing it. So, yeah, I agree with you there. And I think that you're right about Yuna. She does uh, she does grow into a uh, more confident version Um uh, more central character. So uh, I, 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 I do agree with that. Um, it, it would have been interesting because you definitely could have told this story through Yuna's um, viewpoint as the main character. Like I understand Titus is his role in it. And, you know, it's really important that what Titus brings to the story, but this is one that could have gone either way as far as the main characters go. Because like we talked about a couple weeks ago, we didn't say uh, uh, Yuna as a great supporting character because she was really a, a main. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, they took it a step further in the next game and made her the main character. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so during this, you know... Yuna has her kind of explains what sh- that it, what it is that she is doing, and this whole Yevon thing is pretty uh, pretty unfamiliar to Titus because, like many religions, um, they you know have a starting point, and people before that time would go, "I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Like this is not something that was a religion or existed when I was." Um, you know, when I was banging, um, to quote, quote George Costanza, <laughs> but, uh, he, he, he kind of comes in and it's like, oh, you guys are doing the Blitzball celebration symbol. And it's, it's like, no, that's how we worship our God. And I, one, I find that as a funny, like commentary, like a societal commentary almost, yeah. um, times change. Yeah. And, and that, that's, yeah, times change. That's exactly right. So He's kind of like, okay, you guys are like really into this Yevon thing and I don't really understand it, but I'm going to come along for the ride. And you guys are guardians and can go into these temples, but I can't. I'm not sure why. Like Titus doesn't understand the nuances and the complexities of this religion. Um, He is really kind of flummoxed by okay, well, why can't I go in and why can this guy do this and why can these people do this? And like, it, it's an interesting thing to watch him try and figure this out. Right. Well, and also not really care about it at times. I mean, uh, he, he doesn't understand it or um, subscribe, I guess, to it necessarily. So he, he, a lot of the customs that are normally observed are clearly just lost on Titus. Uh, I mean, that one scene where he runs in after Yuna at the very beginning in the temple because she's struggling with the trial that she has to complete to get the Aeon. You know, everyone's yelling, you can't do this. You can't go in there. You know, it's forbidden, blah, blah, blah. And he just opens the door and says, well, no, I don't care. I'm going in. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it it is an interesting kind of... um, Part, I mean, it's, it's a huge part of the story, the, the Yevon, the Yoya or New Yevon and all of that stuff. Um, it, they are kind of controlling the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a and, and it's seen as a way to like, OK, well, if we do this, this is how we can maybe bottle up and uh, defeat sin or keep sin from coming or, you know, trying to figure out like 
how do we keep bad things from happening? Well, maybe it's this Yevon character that allows us to do this if we're like good. And if we do things the right way, then um, Yevon will keep us from sin. So I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, a, no. it's a really big part of the game. Um, that is a, a real interesting part of the game. And it becomes a lot clearer um, kind of what's going on with all that towards the end, especially um, that's when you go to the holy city and discover um, some of the evil characters, I guess, in the story mm-hmm. uh, towards the end there. Yeah. Dice. Lo- lo- loving it so far. Loving it so far. <laughs> what, what else we got? Bring it. Bring me more. I, I'm, I'm just waiting. Well, I'm just waiting for that X too. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, as as you know, the game goes on, and kind of this like, there's these relationships that need to be maintained, um, and these people that need to be pleased, and these alliances that need to be make, made very, very like feudalistic, uh, very kind of medieval in that sense. You know, you, you come across one of the the bigger characters, uh, and that's Seymour. Yep. And a and- a just a more kind of gross what a great uh, voice actor for him you know oh, man. It, it was just perfect yeah and 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 a, and a better antagonist it, it would be tough to find yeah um but he is him and yuna are to be wed and that's that's not a that's not a union out of out of love but one out of connection and one out of like okay well you have to do this uh for yevin and do this for you know, the religious sake. And this is another time where Titus is like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? This, does, this doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing yeah. this? You know, don't you have any feelings towards me? You know, what have we been doing this whole time kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she sees it as, uh, you know, still another piece of the puzzle that she has to complete because it's part of her duty. So, um and then, and then go ahead, Colin. I was going to say it. that's a great cut scene is when you go in and save her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just, I think that's her piety um, that is shown through there. Like she's, she's like, I have to do this. Like for people, like if this is, if this is something that helps uh, vanquish sin or stop sin, like this is just something that I, that I have to do. Yeah, and at this point, all eyes of the world are on her because mm-hmm. she is the one hope. Yeah, she's so. the final hope, exactly. Right. It's a lot of pressure for a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no big deal. Um, yeah. And so that, that that's really interesting. Uh, and it, it's funny because Kamara and Lulu and uh, Waka are like, yeah, this is like something that you have to do. Um, Riku is a little bit more like, uh, like I don't have as much like skin in the, in the game here. And Aaron is just like, I'm gonna come and go as I please. Like, I'm just here to protect. This is just what I I have to do. What's going to happen anyway. Yeah. 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 And then (laughs) Titus is like my feelings and (laughs) I'm a thousand years removed. And uh, like, I like you and da 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 da. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Hey, my dad. Um, so it, you know, a lot of that is, is that's a that's a real interesting uh, dynamic between those characters. Some that totally understand why Unit is doing what she has to do. Some that are indifferent to it, and some that are just like, "This is dumb. Like, I don't know why you're doing this. Like, you shouldn't do this." And it, it, to the point where everybody else is like, well, you just don't get it. You just like, you don't understand why she has yeah. to do this. And you're being selfish. So. Well, but then he eventually kind of brings a few of them around anyway. Um, and then you go rescue her and kind of continue on this rogue journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, like you are kind of that, like, I don't know if excommunicated. Is, yeah, no, that's the right term I would use, yeah. So you're kind of booted out, and but she still feels like it's her duty to fulfill. Like, she still has to do this. She still right. knows that she can, whether she feels like she has Yevon's blessing or the, the Yevonites, uh, whatever, yeah. blessing or not. So, yeah, it's like kind of like a, this rogue adventure that she continues to um, stay on. And, and at this point, Titus is like, 
what are we doing? Like you're, you know, this is, it didn't make sense before. Now it double doesn't make sense. Like this is ridiculous. So you, you know, you jump from temple to temple and you got to gather these aeons, which are espers, guardian forces, summons, what have you. Um, and you're kind of collecting them. One of them that's not in the temple though is Dyston. Oh, Yojimbo. There, there you go. Yojimbo. Oh, you better believe it. Best, best summon in Final <laughs> he, Fantasy. He, he subscribes to no re, no temple. <laughs> Come he, to the temple of Yojimbo. Lives it under the bridge. That's mm-hmm. where you find him or something. I forget, but yeah. So um, I'm trying to think about where I was there. Uh, so you're oh, you're kind of you're. Go ahead, Scoot. Well, yeah. Uh, once you kind of save Yuna and, you know, get her back on the, the journey again to save the world and defeat Sin. Um, it pretty much is just kind of a, a, a matter of defeating Seymour on your way and getting to the end. Um, I'm trying to think if any other big storyline things happened between that point and the end. Man, Seymour, yeah, I mean, Seymour clearly is not a good guy and you figure that out relatively i mean you you, you kind of start to figure it out by some of the subtlety and some of the subtle things yeah. that he does or says and then it becomes pretty um pretty obvious uh that he's not a, a very good guy and then when you're on mount gagazet uh and you have to battle him which is probably one of the one of the toughest battle t- toughest boss battles and i would argue the toughest storyline non-final boss battle in 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 final fantasy history i mean like emmy and ruby yeah those are probably tougher uh but they're not vital to the story yeah yeah and we talked about getting beyond that fight is a is a big turning point in the story too because that's i think when the story becomes um current he's no longer narrating the past you know yeah it's soon after soon after that because i think it's after xanarkand Mm-hmm. that where you guys are camping out he's like i want to go to xanarkin it's like okay well they go there and it's you know nothing's there uh it's not as he as he left it and and, and during this you know he's titus is kind of fighting his own battle of trying to figure out where he is and the um you know Aaron is i love Aaron as a character uh, he withholds a lot of information that's pretty vital um to the story as far as like from titus uh and kind of like drops drops the bomb on him um eventually but that's that's a really interesting um aspect of the story as well is when eventually a big spoiler alert uh you're fighting with Aaron and Aaron's like well I'm already dead like I'm not actually here like yeah, I'm a spirit surprise yeah <laughs> and it's like remember me 1000 years ago and now I'm here well it's cuz I'm dead by the way so are you. <laughs> yep. uh, so Titus is like, uh, what? Uh, yeah. Why am I here? You know? Yeah. And, and then there's the, you know, this is kind of, the, not, I guess it's not confused. Like you kind of have to pay attention. This is one of the stories you kind of got to pay attention to, to like figure out like, why is it that they're dead, but they are not, um, when Yuna does the uh, does sending the sending to the after, yeah, yeah, does the sending. It's like, okay, well, why doesn't why why doesn't Aaron go, and why doesn't um, Titus go? And so there, you know, there's a there's a lot of these kind of like nuance points um, for this game uh, that it's like you, it's kind of detailed that you have to pay attention to because because if you're not paying attention, if you're just banging through cutscenes or whatever. You might you might lose it a little bit, but it's those small details that really make the story great. I think. Yeah, uh, I mean the ending when it finally you know reveals itself, uh, I thought was really really good. It was interesting. It was uh, almost heartbreaking too when you hear that Warren says, "Yeah, I'm dead." By the way, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, for, I forget the speech he gives, but it it was a good one. Um, and then, well, and then, you know, that the scene after all of that, when you're there with your, with 
is it Praska or your father and Arn? Mm-hmm. And you all just kind of walk into the distance and fade away Back to the far plane. Uh, yeah. Um, but then, then you know, there's the conversation about the ending, the final cutscene of the game, which mm-hmm. is contentious, of course. Yeah, and, and I mean, before we get there, like the whole time as you're as you're walking through this story, you're also kind of walking through the story of Titus uh, coming to terms with the fact that maybe his dad is a little bit different than he remembers him, and maybe his yeah. dad wasn't as selfish as he thought he was, and he wasn't as like big of a jerk as he thought he was and he starts to he right. starts to have this internal battle of and he starts to to realize okay maybe my dad was maybe i don't hate my dad because at the beginning of the game i hate you you know he tells him i hate you right. um and then he starts to come full circle and realizes okay uh, you're not the problem like you're actually pretty selfless guy it well, he, he used that hate to save the world, basically, is mm-hmm. he knew that his son would come after him uh, because of how he viewed him. And it worked. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, so that's a, a kind of a cool like subplot line, one, one that meshes in with the with the, you know, um, to, with the full plot line. But it, it is kind of a cool way that they integrated that in there and continued to kind of come back to it. Um, Aaron, you know, uh, was a guardian with Jack for Braska. Uh, so he, mm-hmm. he had all of this like insight and was able to show him these things and through the spheres or whatever. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. And I really like that now, you know, at the end where it's like, okay, uh, you have to, f- you know, you fight sand and then you fight Unaleska um and it's like okay yuna's gonna die because yuna has to use the final summon and everybody's cool with it except for titus <laughs> right um and in, and then you know they kind of figure out like a way to kind of get around this uh if doth i am mistaken i played it recently but with I'm always uh, the yu yevin bit at the end i think is kind of how it was circumnavigated but mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to play the the last sequence to remember exactly what happened. Yeah, and then that 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 uh, that final scene where which which the scene where um, Yuna kind of figures it out, mm-hmm. and that kind of that final scene is like okay, I think it's the final scene where she figures it out, um, or leading up to it, where she realizes like what has to be done. It's it's you know in a lot of ways it's kind of Fight Club. Uh, the way they drops mm-hmm. it, like I'm dead, like I'm not, boom, like <laughs> that's a that's a big um, a big, a big drop off, a big yeah. a big twist, and then where um like they're going to like uh, high like hold hands or something like that, and their hands kind of like go right through each other, or they go to hug or something like that, and they go right through each other as um uh, as Titus kind of fading away, it's kind of like that. Uh, Tyler Durden character now is going away at the very end there. Uh, right. So that, that was a really it, it, interesting piece. And, and I mean, it, it, like I said, it tugs his heartstrings because, you know, you, you realize the love story is no longer. You realize Aaron, you know, all these things that you, you wanted aren't happening. Um, yeah. So it's a good ending. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Go ahead, Dice. No, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a... Everything we've saying so, so far, loving it. Um, you, what, what did you What did you guys think of when you saw the final, the final, final post credit scene? What, what did you guys think? Right. So, and Colin, I get well, and for everyone out there, I guess the specific scene that we're probably talking about now is when uh, Titus, or or it's the scene is basically the ocean with a sunset kind of, and uh, it's the Visayed, um, uh island beach you know where you first wake up and you find walking in the team and everything and it's kind of calm and then popping up out of the water to get a huge breath of air is titus and you see him glance towards the shoreline and you can't see who's on the shoreline but he kind of smiles and starts swimming towards it and then it and then it goes to black so the question is you know 
a did he survive in the end is he still alive mm-hmm. um b which timeline is mm-hmm. he in because you can't tell from that little bit of the cutscene which where exactly even if it was on Mesaida island necessarily but sure looks like it um and you know what what becomes of all of it or if that even was titus that's also been a piece of contention after x2 yep, i thought absolutely um so there's a lot of questions that are you're left with at at the end of the credits um but uh yeah that's kind of the gist of it again very fight clubby in the sense of like okay well what goes on to happen what happens with tyler durden does he actually survive that does he come back you know what happens with marla and the narrator and you know not exactly the same but i think that there are are some uh, similarities definitely that you can draw between the two, but I, I think that it does good, do a good job of kind of allowing people to speculate and say, okay, exactly what what is your interpretation of maybe what happened um, mm-hmm. with that? So, I mean, I thought I thought it was a great way to end the game. I thought it was a, I mean, that that final scene um, definitely, you know, a, a, a sad one, um, and. But it's good. Uh, it's it's a it's a good it's a good game. And yeah. the only thing that you know, if I'm Titus and I'm like, uh, I'm like, holy smokes, Aaron! Like you see me falling for this girl. Like, can you let me know, man? Are you kidding me? <laughs> just just a little a little heads up. A you know, um, uh, yeah. I was gonna never mind, but uh, yeah, buddies, buddies first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. It's like let. Let me know, man. Let me know. Give me a break. You see what's happening here. Yeah. You know I'm going to die. You know I'm not even real. Yeah. And doesn't tell you any of it. All right. Uh, so X2, which is something that I'm not as familiar with, but I know that you guys are. So why don't you go ahead and bring us into, like, I'll have questions uh, as to how this goes. Um, but I'm curious because I played it a little bit. I was really turned off, not going to lie, by the uh, simplicity of the blitz, blitz ball. You, oh, that's okay. You, and you, you know what's funny about X2? So I, I, how long after uh, Final Fantasy X did X2 come out? What, what was it? Maybe a year or two? I can't recall exactly. But would you say like a year or two? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And for whatever reason, I recall X2 a lot more than ten. And I, I, I think it's because I had to defend it a lot to my friends. I had, I had several discussions with, 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 with many <laughs> friends being like, oh, X2 was garbage. And, and, and me getting into uh, very heated debates about X2 and why X2 was a good game. So I, I think that's why I recall X2 a lot more than 10. But what, for, what, what, one of the big things I loved about Final Fantasy II is you're dealing with the repercussions post-sin. Right? We... we in, in, in Final right. Fantasy X, we have this big religion, this this Yevon religion, and you kind of find out near the end of, of Final Fantasy X, yeah, these guys were kind of sketchy, and these guys kind of were telling some lies. That, super, yeah, they, 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 held, they yeah. held all the power in Spira. And then in X, X2, mm-hmm. the, there's a little bit of a political change. You kind of see like, these different factions kind of building up and kind of trying to take over that power that Yevon had. So for me, me personally, that political aspect of it, almost like that Game of Thronesy type feel to the right. atmosphere, I, I love that. I said, oh, okay, yeah, I, this this is something I could see definitely happening if this were to happen in a in a fantasy world. Hmm. I I remember being very skeptical about whether or not I was going to enjoy the game or not. As soon as you kind of get the disc, I mean, it is a total turn from the original as far as presentation music um style of art you know uh, all these things have changed it's still definitely final fantasy 10 but um yuna is now the main character and she's the lead singer of this (laughs) super famous pop band yeah and it's instead of the stadium you know of the opening scene of 10 with Titus being the star of Blitzball, it's uh, in that stadium with her giving a concert. And I, what can I, I was, do for you? I was very, 
I don't know if unenthused is the word, but it was, you know, I was like, okay, I guess I'll give it I a go. I would say I was very caught um, off guard by how different the tone was for the game. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's another point, though, is that it's like you're saying, it's post uh, sin, it's the calm mm -hmm. era. And, pe and people are much more cheerful. Is now happy yeah. is the word yes is the world is happy and they're celebrating and um there happens to be a lot of glitter and stuff with it but uh <laughs> it was uh as as far as the game went i mean there was some changed game mechanics in the fighting style and stuff i thought worked okay um it kind of picked up where it left off though um for a lot of the things and uh geez i'm trying to Think of how else to introduce you know, the game. So, so, oh, uh, I was gonna say. Go ahead. The game, it's it's goofy. It's it's a goofy. It's a it goofy is, that's game. That's a good word. It is it is. But, it's goofy. But, yes. But what I, what I liked about it is it didn't try to hide the goofiness. It was okay with being goofy. It said, "Hey, you know what? We're, we're no, gonna try good... something different, and we're 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 gonna throw this spaghetti at the wall, and we're gonna see if it sticks." <laughs> and, yeah, and, that's a good and for point. me, I, I you know I kind of enjoyed it. It was it was a little bit of a change up. I liked I liked the change up, especially when you compare it to Final Fantasy X. It, 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 with this this sin infested world where everyone's kind of sad and depressed, right. and then you get this complete right. flip flop where, where everyone's kind of cheery now. But we have political tensions and building. It, yeah, and but it, the fun bit too, as someone that has played you know uh, the original one first, is you get to go revisit the world again, but in a whole absolutely, um, and. You know, new characters along the way, of course, and a new storyline to go with it. Um, but uh, and and I think that's another point too is that I, if I remember right, you get to start the game off with like uh, the the airship right away. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of like a new game plus in in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, what else? It's you, Yuna, um, Riku, and Pei. Riku, Riku, and. and in pain that's right i couldn't remember the third character kind of a squall of yeah. sorts and, and you know pain, pain's an interesting character too pain pain is almost kind of similar to aron and that she like when you start the game she's a little bit quiet and silent but as the game progresses mm -hmm. you you quickly learn she she knows more than she's leading on she she's one of, she's one of the characters that's holding back on information a little bit right um I'm. I mean, you're gonna have to refresh some of my memory with this one again, uh, Dice. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but wh where does it kind of start after the first kind of sequence? I guess you're. You, okay, what's the so, goal so, of the game? And and I, I'm not 100. percent I mean, it's still probably been a good five plus years since I've played it. But let, let me let me take a stab at this guy. So ba basically, sure. what what's kicked this whole adventure off to start with, anyways? is that you're looking for spheres. There's, there's, there's a lot of sphere hunters in the world, and, and it, it's, kind of, it's almost like an artifact, but it, it can re record right. like memories. And one of the things that kicks the game off is that Yuna finds a sphere of a character that looks eerily like Titus. Eerily like Titus. Right. And basically the whole game is that Yuna is convinced that Titus is out there somewhere. So she, she, you're, you're, Still you're alive. looking, yeah, you're looking for more spheres or, or any sort of evidence that Titus is still out there. Right, 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 and you know that kind of goes back to that final cut scene after the credits of the original is, is he still out there? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I mean, I kind of, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I remember the game is just basically going around the world again hunting for those yep, spheres exactly and um, and so another thing that's it's 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 a little bit goofy but it, it's important for the story is that you have a, a, an important part of the combat is the dress spheres right so you find a dress sphere that when yuna puts it on it she she kind of feels like almost like this energy with it she, she kind of like really like excited and it and, and changes the way she feels and as as the story progresses, you come to find out that this this dress belonged to this character named Lena, I believe is what her name was. And and hmm. the character that you think is Titus is act, actually this guy named Shuyin. And 
Yeah, right. so the, the big part of this game is that you're trying to find who you think is Titus, but it's actually Shu Yin. And yeah, go go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, but even at the very end of this game, it's still kind of up in question, isn't it? It, it ver or very much is. Yeah. I... Right. So it's. I... It sounds I, like. I, I oh, mean, sorry. Go ahead, Scoop. No, it, it's just one of those where the ending again leaves you with basically. I felt like I, if I remember right, I just kind of felt like, well, it ended similar to the first one. <laughs> In a way, you know. Um, well, well. So but, let's let's. Okay, so I, I'm. I was just kind of scrolling through a little, little bit of a, a guide here, and it just kind of refreshing my, my memory a little bit. But but yeah, another yeah, another yeah. big thing that we we didn't talk about is that so these two characters Shu Yin and Lena are actually from like this thousand years ago with uh, Xanarkin. They're from they're from Xanarkin, which again is kind of interesting that this character looks so similar to Titus. But but right. it's basically during this time that Xanarkin was at war with with Bevel, was it? There 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 was going to mm -hmm. be there was going to be like yeah. this huge weapon called Vegnagun that I, I can't remember which side was going to use it, but I want to say it was Xanarkin that was going to use Vegnagun. But they they wanted to use this this weapon that was this weapon of mass destruction. But apparently the weapon was unable to tell the difference between friend or foe. But Shuyin was still like, I, I still am okay with using this. I want to kill all these people. But at, at the end of it, at, at the end of like when he's about to activate this weapon, Lena comes in, kind of stops him from using this weapon. And then, and then I can't, I, I, I want to say it's Bevel soldiers that come in and, and kill the two. And, and, and that's basically what keeps Shuyin as in, what, what is the word? For, what, what, what do they call Arin? Is it in un, unsent? Is, is is that is that the term? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So so he, he's kind of he almost has like this this rage that's keeping him connected to the world. Mm -hmm. So so bringing bringing it back to the X two, these two fact. So the the game after after Yevon's been split up, these these new factions are starting to come together. The we have the the new Yevon, which is still kind of has like these religious beliefs. We have the machinists, and then there was one more. I'm trying to recall what that last one is. Oh, uh, uh, as far as yeah. the factions, oh, what was it? I couldn't remember oh, the I'm name. Looking, I'm looking through it right now. Oh, I'm so close. Oh gosh, the, oh, it's it's the the youth <laughs> league, youth league. And so so the ten, the tensions are rising between youth league and New Yevon. And oh, I can't remember which, si right, which right, side, right. but one of the sides wants to use Vegnagun. Wants to kind of rebring out Vegnagun. And basically, and so, it, what were you, you going to say, Colin? Or uh, I, I was going to say it's it sounds it sounds just like the the story is uh, when you first started talking about it, it seemed like it was a lot less. Uh, uh, the the gravity of it was a lot calmer it, it, it was it, it definitely a, is to start the game yeah but it sounds like as the game goes on it becomes more it gets, of a, a serious tone yes the game the game when it first starts it's you're kind of like you're you're working as your own thing you're trying to find any sort of hints of titus but as the game progresses the tensions between youth league and new yevon continue to build and then the and there's I mean there's like talks of you know wars and battles mm -hmm. and well there is some during all this if yeah, I yeah and then right. the other interesting thing um, about the game and I can't remember entirely <laughs> but at, but as you're trying to track down Vegnagun you're having to go to these old temples where the aeons were and like and when you go there you find out that they're like it's been, they, they've been replaced with almost like these corrupted versions that you have to display so. It was just a, kind of like a fun element to the game where you're kind of rehashing some of this old world you've been through, but suddenly you're fighting these summons where eh, they're not they're not good summons anymore. These are like corrupted summons that are very the, evil. Right. The dark. The, the aeons dark. Or something? I think that's yeah. Or the dark aeons. Yeah. But sounds spooky. Yeah, and then okay. What 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 else you got, Scoot? What else you got? Any 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 other pieces I'm missing so far? I mean, 
I'm just trying to think uh, as far as s story stuff goes. Um, that that pretty much covers it that I can remember is there were a lot of other, you know, new characters that we're not mentioning that I can't remember yeah. the names of, um, you know, the leaders of the youth league and then some, I'm sure, uh, Bevel characters mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, but I, uh, I mean, it's the thing is that the two games get so melded in my head that they just have become I, one. I, as I, I get older, agree. So it's hard yeah. to distinguish absolutely. a lot of it. <laughs> But uh, no, that was a, that was a pretty good synopsis of it. I yeah, I mean, and, and then the only the the other interesting thing about Final Fantasy X two is that there were multiple endings to the game, and it depended it depended yes. on what you you had to meet certain criteria. You had, to, you had to have completed certain missions in order to get the best ending. And in the best ending, you after you you finished the final boss. The faith talk to you and ask you if you would like to if you'd like to see Titus if, you, if you'd like to have him reconstructed, and that's the only way to to get Titus back. Which was interesting because I, I don't I don't I don't think yeah. there's been any other games that have that have had multiple endings in, in Final, Final Fantasy. Yes. Uh, I would have to really think on that because I'm thinking of other games at the moment. Uh, Chrono Cross, I was thinking, has like a million, but um, in this one, can you remind me though, Dice, is to get the good ending, the quote unquote good ending, didn't you have to do like oh, you you, you, you had to have one hundred percent completion, yeah, yep. that's right. Okay, so I definitely did not do everything in this one, and so I I probably watched a YouTube clip of the <laughs> real quote unquote ending. But you do see the real yes, Titus, yeah, right? He, he comes out of the water. They like totally. They embrace. Right. It's, so it's this, and, and then it's this. Yeah, yeah, and then Titus is even like questioning, like what he is. He's like, who? What am I? Am I just like a? Am I built from memories? How do I? How am I even existing right now? Hmm. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of the first scene of him on mm -hmm. the island coming out yes, of the water. Absolutely. Um, a little bit of a callback. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very much. Very much. Um, so, okay, I guess the real question to you then is, is Titus real? Is he back? He he is. I, I, you know, and it's interesting because, like, like, I mean, because he doesn't know what he is. And you don't, I mean, at this point, you don't really don't know what he is. You, you just have to, t like, almost accept him for face value. Like, yeah, somehow the, the, the right. faith were able to bring you back. <laughs> and then they, they just lived happily yeah. ever after. <laughs> It was a yeah a little uh little little weird ending when you when when you kind of think about it but like come on you jerks why didn't you bring it back in the first place what why why did you make you have to do all this work because <laughs> because we needed the uh, to sell tickets for the pop tour for the singing and all that yeah um, yeah it is kind of a weird full circle sort of ending but uh it does complete you know the the idea i guess were there any other uh add-on games after this that was, or that was yeah, it that right was it. yeah okay so yeah and finish the story off i guess three out of five colin three out of five three out of five three, I, three out of five I, i'll have to go back and, and play it because my interest is peaked for sure um i'm, I'm giving it a four if, i'm giving it a you, four if you are, yeah, and in all seriousness, if uh, the the game itself is very sound, it's it's a solid mechanically, mm -hmm. you know, uh, kind of game. Um, but if you are interested in the continuance of the relationship story, definitely give it a try because uh, it fills in a lot of holes. Dope. Or, cool. Well. So. Um, yeah, I I'm definitely gonna give it a go because I got the PlayStation Four, you know. Final Fantasy X and which comes with X2 as well. So, oh, there you go. Might as well. I got to I got to I got to jump good back luck. in and play Final Fantasy X. It's been too long. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Um I know one of the things that uh the dress spheres is pretty much job classing. Exactly. If if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. yeah so, and, and that's something that I'm always a fan of. Um job classing, I think that's cool. So, yeah, I think you could even make Yuna like a Beastmaster or something. It it was kind of weird. You could do Dark Knight. You could do mm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. 
yeah, you have to check it out. But cool. Well, guys, I appreciate your uh, your knowledge on that on that subject because I had none, or I had I did not have much to contribute. So y'all did a good job. Well, we we uh, yeah, we you, did our you, best. You pick up the slack yeah. everywhere else, Colin. Let me tell you. You guys just you guys made me so proud. These guys. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's all grown up. Oh man! Anything else to uh, um, where 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 do you think? Final Fantasy X2 is going to fall in the your favorite Final Fantasies. Is it a top fiver, bottom five, or somewhere in between? You know, uh, to to go back to what Scoot says, it, it, it's it's very difficult for me to take away X2 and separate it from ten. For me, it really is like it's it's you, you get you get two two for one deal here, guys. It's it, it, I have a tough time yeah. separating it. It it is like the bonus disc number two in the back of the case hmm. that you weren't expecting. Yeah, for the to get, for the same for, yeah for the um, same reason that I lump all the, of the thirteen games into one game. Sure, I didn't know there were more than one of thirteen. Oh, but, real, uh, buddy. It shows you <laughs> shows you what I know about thirteen. Um, uh, so I guess I'll I'll just go ahead and say that as a standalone game. Again, very solidly mechanically done. It's a good game. It's just not going to be in my top yeah. five yeah. Uh, as a standalone, as a together group game. Um, it definitely top five. If, if you don't, if you don't mind leaving your expectations at the door, and you go in knowing, hey, you know what? It's going to be a, a little bit of a goofy game. You, you'll have a fun time with it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, um, it sounds like if you also play it as a like appreciate it as an extension of 10 and yes. play it play like it, yes pretend play it after 10 play it like yes. okay this is the same game as 10 it's just another chapter in that story it sounds like there's more appreciation yeah. to that yeah, so absolutely yeah. i mean yeah um I, th- I think you guys put it very well. It's, it's definitely different going with uh, new expectations, um, but yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that shores up ten quite nice in ten two. There we go. We oh, finally did it. Finally did it. Awesome. Well, a- anything else for the uh, good of the order, my friends? Happy uh, Happy New Year's to everyone around the world listening. Mm, indeed, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool. All right. Well, hey, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. And uh, uh, like I said before, please interact with us on Twitter, uh, at Canary Podcast. Um, please, you know, let us know what you think of our show. Uh, we really enjoy doing it and getting feedback is always cool. So, um Thank you again for all the feedback that we do get and the communication that we do get with y'all. But that being said, I guess uh, there's nothing else to do but say it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. All right, guys. Hey, have a good one. Have a good one, guys.